Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, it's me, Annie McGrath. Welcome to Secret Artists, a podcast for once. I am so happy that people are actually listening to it because it's quite weird putting a podcast out into the world and I've been told that we've had over 3,000 listeners which is very exciting indeed and if you're enjoying it um, give us a review only if it's a nice one just uh, five stars will do and maybe something like this is a good podcast well no better than that I don't... What's a good review? Changed my life? Maybe that's too much. I don't know. You think of your own. I'm tired, okay? I pulled my back muscle ice skating. Um, Thanks so much for listening. And I've had a few people message me to say that they have enjoyed listening whilst they've been painting or drawing. So bloody send us your photos. That's exactly what I want. Um, It's really nice to think that whilst me and my guests are doing drawings and paintings that the listeners are also doing that so I want you to send us your pickies on Twitter at Secret Art Pod and Instagram the same I think um, welcome to the podcast if you're listening for the first time sorry about everything I've already just said very uh, inarticulate and boring But the premise of the podcast is I have a funny, funny guest each week who joins me and they choose an object, a place, a person, an animal, and we draw or paint that thing whilst having a lovely little chat. Oh, enjoy today's episode. I love today's guest. Her name, Ellie White. Ellie White is a brilliant comedy actor and writer. She plays Princess Beatrice in Channel 4's The Windsors and has been in numerous TV shows, including This Time with Alan Partridge, Murder in Successville, Stathlet's Flats, Inside Number 9, House of Fools, 8 Out of 10 Cats Does Countdown, Horrible Histories, Time Wasters, and lots more. (laughs) She's beside me. I want to say, whoa, she's impressed. Ellie and Natasha, the pilot she co-wrote and starred in with Tash Dimitriou, has just come out on BBC and Ellie is about to film a new BBC series written by Holly Walsh called The Other One. But most importantly, Ellie White is a very good friend of mine. We play on the same netball team and we lived together for four years. So I know she's a secret artist. Oh, Ellie. Hello, Ellie. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks for joining me on the show. <laughs> I feel very privileged to be here. I feel uh, very look special. Look at those credits. I know. You're doing well, um, Well, it was an <laughs> honour to be involved in every single one of them. And I thank the casting directors, the producers and the directors that all 
um, made an effort to put me in those um, fantastic pieces of content. Yes, but today isn't about them. Oh, fuck them, to be honest. <laughs> Hate them. Hated every single one of those stuff. <laughs> to be honest, I had miserable times on most of them. Did you? That's mainly because of my own issues. So, Ellie, the idea yeah. of this podcast yes. is we, we talk yeah. and we do some art at the same time but stunning as, combination as we established before the podcast yeah both of us when we do art do it in absolute silence i i don't think i've ever spoken whilst painting so i slightly misinterpreted the um theme well the brief was just bring an, an object, object or yeah. a thing which yeah. um has some significance to you and we'll okay this doesn't paint. have well, this is the thing this doesn't have any significance to me because well the truth of the matter is i was locked out of my house today so I wanted to bring something else and I didn't bring it. You got locked out of your house. I got locked out of my house. So I, I just bought something because I thought it's a comedy podcast. Mm. So I bought a, a tin of spam. That is good. You <laughs> That's know, a kind of comedy object that comes out yeah. in sketches. Um, a banana is a classic slapstick tool in comedy. Yes. Uh, one might peel the... Am I on just a minute? One might peel the banana mm. and let the skin sit on the floor waiting for um, a man or woman yep. to walk down the road. Banana skins are notoriously slippery, unbeknownst to them, the skins on the road slip over. Actually, could have You've fatal consequences. You've two perfect comedy yeah. items, and yeah. have you, in any of your live shows, used a banana no. or a? No, I think I think if I, I genuinely think it's what well, they're ha they're hack. They're both hack. Yeah, they're <laughs> hack props. <laughs> right. So we've got our salted pretzel sticks. We've got our Pinot Noir. Yeah, disgusting. And we we're all set up to yeah. to draw or paint this um, these. Things that Ellie has brought in, it's a tin of Spam and it's a banana. So then we're good to already go. I've already fucked up the perspective. What is your first move when it comes to um, drawing and painting, Ellie? Well, I, I've noticed that you're going straight in with a, a brush and water. Yeah. And I, I personally, I, liked, I like the simple, the humble pencil. Mm. Um, I've got a 4B here, which oh, is, um, well, it's one of the most subtle, soft um well it's my favorite pencil right is it or is it just because it's one it's of the, the only, two that i brought it's the only one that you sharpened my first i was always taught by my teacher to like work out the perspective yeah and you do that with your pencil yeah and so you kind I'm of take bits brush. of that and then the, then you can do the angles way better as well yeah well, exactly because there's quite a lot of angles on this spam tin yeah my well, spam tins is kind of a, re a rect a kind of cuboid <laughs> so Annie, can I have a new piece of paper? Yes. I uh, uh, you never ask. And what? So you've already binned your first piece. Yeah, I've got perspective wrong. So yeah, I go straight on with the paint. Yeah, that's really. I mean, th this will take me hours. So my art teacher used to say, most of painting is looking. Yeah. And he would say, take your eye for a he? walk. He nice. He nice. yes. Mm -hmm. He was great. <laughs> my best. Best one friend. of my favourites, my best friend. <laughs> my he was one of my favourite teachers. He used to give me um, paintbrushes. Hello. And yeah, he was a great art teacher. I actually think I might only use pencil today because we, what well, we don't have that much time, and I'll take, I'll take a couple of days to get into this. So well, I, yeah, I've got, I've taken the rest of the week off. I so did. <laughs> if you're fine with that. I did a play that lasted mm. too long. Was um, that the miser? The miser. At the Garrick. You, I was living with you at the time. Yeah, you were 
excellent in that play. And I wasn't living with you. I moved out. I think you just moved before out, I started. Yeah, you were rehearsing when you lived with us, yeah. and then you'd moved out. But I um, wasn't on for quite a long time. Of like quite a lot, uh, a lot of the play I wasn't on stage. So I used to I used to go backstage and, and either me and Katie Wicks, another member of the cast, who um, we'd we'd make tiny pieces of food out of FIMO, you know, that oh, play. Oh, yeah, like the plasticine stuff. Yeah, and we would just, like, sit there in our sort of 18th century <laughs> costumes and wigs, just making tiny pies or sandwiches out of just FIMO. Just getting into character, yeah, really. getting yeah. into character. And I would also paint a lot. And it took me... I did two paintings in that in five months. It took me such a long yeah, time Yeah, you're to do very them. intricate. I remember from your... Did you used to use watercolours? Yeah. Yeah. Because I... Granny, thank you, yeah. You did actually, yeah, and I remember that about you. Thank you. Because you're quite precise. I hate watercolours. We've got I, very different styles. I don't have the patience for it. Very I think styles. It, <laughs> <laughs> I do think it requires a lot of um, patience, which I clearly don't have, and you do. And I you, don't have patience. You've got to be delicate, and like with acrylics, you can just paint over it. But with watercolours, hmm. you're so exposed. Yeah. So what made you not, like, when you were at school, what made you... Oh, no, you did do an art foundation, didn't you? Yeah, I did A-level art, and then I went to Camberwell Art College, and I found it all very pretentious, actually. I actually didn't do art at school. Did so. you not? I did um, textiles. Interesting. So really, we should be sewing, sewing. something. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I did... I loved to draw... Like, a lot of textiles... Um, it's given a little bit of a bad rep. Um, but uh, it was yeah. a lot of drawing. It was, it was actually art and design... Colon textiles was the name of the <laughs> colon textiles. Colon textiles. That sounds was, like a weird subject. Was the name of the um, actual GCSE or A level, whatever it was. Oh, so, did you do textiles for GCSE? I did it for GCSE and A level. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh good what God. What a letdown. Yeah. Um, no, it was a bit of a letdown. No, it was really. I great. actually I have a it. lot of respect for people who are good at textiles. Well, I wanted to be a fashion designer. That's the thing in another life. Well, you still could be. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, but I, I did love it. And we had an amazing textiles teacher who I always thought was Scottish, but turns out she was Northern Irish. <laughs> I once asked her if she was Italian. Do you want to do an impression? or? Well, I guess she spoke like that, but I'd never heard anyone else from Northern Ireland at the time, so I thought she was Scottish. I've got a lot of Irish family, so I wouldn't have played Oh, wow, that yeah, Mary O'Leary. Yeah, she's <laughs> Southern Irish, though, so she's Mary O'Leary. I remember oh, when we lived together, wasn't one of your jobs going into a factory and counting buttons? Yeah, it was, it was going. <laughs> <laughs> As I said that, I thought, this sounds made up. No, I, I didn't make that up, did I? No, it was, it was, um, it was like a watch. Uh, no, no, it was, it was a... A company. <laughs> She's having flashbacks. I'm having nervous breakdown. It was a company. It was a. It was a stock. It wasn't a permanent job. It was only for like, I don't know, a month or, or yeah. two months or it's, something. It sounded like it was long enough for what you were doing. Yeah, it was. It was doing the the annual stock check for a, co a company called Alfred Dunhill, who were a luxury menswear company, mm. and I had to go to their factory in Walthamstow and count their stock, um, which included going into their watch department and mm. counting like the part like the separate parts of watches they just had an entire 
huge room full of tiny drawers. You get given a pair of tweezers. You had to be in complete <laughs> silence whilst you counted out each bag of like watch hands, cog, like tiny little cogs. And we uh, did it every single day from and 8.30 to 5. And there was just a group five. of you. Yeah. How many people would have that job then? There was like 10 of us who did it. It, it seems mad to me that, that that is done by hand. Yes. Yeah. Well, how, well I don't know how else fun. you're supposed to do it, Annie. Well, put it on the internet or something. What? Get the computer to you count You know, that it. is purely physical. I don't know. I'm I'm creative. I'm not techie. Well, that's that was... Well, what was I trying to say? That was a really creative job. <laughs> that was incredibly creative. I just... The, the pressure to get the numbers right. No, but that... that I'm, not, I'm not joking. It was a hugely pressurising job. And they yeah. only took like eight people on they they said to us like we're only taking like permanently eight on and so i was quite relieved to... when i didn't get taken on because I, I was already going completely mad yeah i think that's when i moved into the house so. annie i'm adding color oh shit okay so ellie's i got bored all this pencil. time she's been doing a line drawing which is a very beautiful very accurate I know, uh, line I got, drawing i got bored so i've moved into she's color. gone in with what's that kind of phthalo blue yeah, it's really nice. It's not paint. It's like these. It's like these kind of chalk things that you add water to. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's really satisfying. And and because the spam, the blue of the spam, it starts dark at the top and it fades down. Yeah. So it's quite nice with watercolor because you can kind of fade it down. All the watercolor fans listening. Mm. <laughs> We're recording this podcast in a brilliant comedy <laughs> venue called the Bill Murray, and there is currently a gig going on downstairs. Um, but I like to think it's just. When they cheer, people appreciating my banana painting. <laughs> Are you finding it quite a nice subject to paint, Annie? I am actually. Thank I you. when you brought it out, I thought, oh Actually. shit. Oh really? I am bad with detail. I think I come into my own with a kind of abstract yeah. figure where you don't have to be too precise. Um, so I was worried, but to be honest, I've got quite into the banana in the last 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, you have. It's absolutely brilliant. Do you have a kind of favourite... Boyfriend. Sorry? Do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a boyfriend? Yeah. Let's get to the crux <laughs> of the podcast. Do you um, have a boyfriend? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I do feel like I'm 14 and at school. I'm sorry they didn't really let you do art. Did you, did you, were you allowed to read... Uh, were you allowed to listen to the radio when you did art at school? Uh, occasionally, I remember for exams we could bring in our own personal. I guess would it have been a Walkman in there? Oh no, probably yeah, an iPod. CD, CD, CD ROM. <laughs> we could bring in our own <laughs> CD ROM. Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah, because um, I guess you can't really cheat in art. You can. Oh, you probably could have someone on the wire telling you which colours to use. But yeah, we that were allowed. So weird. <laughs> we were allowed to use music, but generally in lessons it would just be. Quiet. Oh, we, we were allowed the radio, so I guess that's the difference between our T-schools. But my teacher would say, so when we all went quiet, he'd say, hear that? What's the sound? That What's that the sound of? Success. Fucking hell. Great teacher. That is seriously tough. Take your eye for a walk. What's that the sound of? Success. Oh, my God. Do you have a favourite artist? Oh, my God. Um, Present company accepted. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, I've had many different favourites over the years. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should say like, who my favourite is at the moment. I don't know. Yeah, it's quite... I hate those questions. What's your favourite? Eh. No, no, it's, like it's, a, it's a good question. Well, it's like I, those I, first date questions, like, 
here's your favorite band and it sends me into a nervous I think I, I really I really do I don't I really don't have a favorite artist but I I I'm, I'm very interested in different sort well number one I'm much more drawn to figurative than abstract art just in general yeah I think me too I think everyone is <laughs> no I do love no. some I, I love some abstract artists mm -hmm. I I really like Malevich for example mm. um I like kind of I like graphic like graphic design and yeah um calligraphy and stuff like that but yeah. but generally I'm more into aesthetically and like I'm interested in more figurative art yeah so I re I do very much like an artist called Stanley Spencer he's a British yes, artist yes I know Stanley Spencer um, not personally I like him because not only do I like his aesthetic style but I like his subject matter mm -hmm. um, because he kind of he did a lot he did a lot about like the kind of weird link between like religion and eroticism right which I find really fascinating because you you're quite because I'm like religious. a sexy I'm a sexy girl <laughs> you're a sexy no while you were speaking I put no. my hand in the banana disgusting got a yellow paint on my hand disgusting um, um, I, I love him. I, I, I think the, the, the first artists I love, uh, the first artists I really liked were Hogarth. Yeah. And what's that, like 18th yeah, century? Yeah, 18th century sort of morality painting. Mm -hmm. And like James Gilray, who was a kind of um, also 18th century, like satirical cartoonist. Yeah. So always quite funny. Subject. I think I like, yeah, I think I liked. I liked art that like told a story, yeah, and that you could get a story out of, like your kind of spam banana story. Yeah, exactly. And Hogarth obviously literally did tell like car he did like cartoon cartoon strips yeah. of like morality tales, and the intricacy of them always mm. was like amazing to me. And James Gilroy is just funny, like his weird. Fa he's just a ca caricature artist, so he just did kind of weird like massive noses and big bums and stuff like that <laughs> and being a sketch comedian yeah um you're drawn to that kind of thing yeah you also studied at university history of art didn't yeah you? that's why you're quite knowledgeable actually oh where did you go bristol bristol where did you go bristol where did you go oh i thought it's weird if i pretend not to know no i did go given to that bristol I went to Bristol Br University. Yeah, but you pronounce it. I did. I did um, history of art, which was really, really posh. Yeah, that's kind of renowned for being a posh girl subject, yeah. isn't it? And, and it was. It really lived up to its, <laughs> its name, history of art. Yeah, but did you I enjoy was like, it? Was, it's supposed I to be did. quite good. Course. Oh fuck! I did. Sorry, I've just put a load of brownie yellow paint on the. Uh, I felt frustrated at university because I, well, I just thought, what the fuck am I paying for? Seriously, like we've got five hours a week or something like that. Yeah, and I, I did English and drama and it was very similar in terms, I think we had 10 hours maybe. So And I, I, th I felt a bit short I was just kind of like, what, what am I getting out of this? Yeah. Like, I'm learning a lot, I am learning a lot, but that's mainly because I'm reading a lot. Like, it's not because I'm being taught a lot. So I, I think I just, I found, I found a lot of my... My time was spent spent doing other stuff. Yeah, you know, smoking daggreen, <laughs> fucking <Sure>. around. Unique. <laughs> no, I found no one. But um, 
No, I, I, I fucked a couple of guys. Go on, name them <laughs> for the podcast. They are called um, Dan and Steve. No, you've made that up. Um, <laughs> and I, I know one of no. their names isn't Dan and Steve. Hey, come on. But I did smoke a lot of green. And sure. You know, you've got to at university. You've got to. Um, I, yeah, I similarly found it a bit frustrating, but I actually, I went to, as we, I think we've established, I went to art college for a year and yeah. I couldn't bear the lack of, I think having gone to a private school where you're kind oh, of pushed, yeah, sorry, I went to a private school, as did you, oh, um, you're quite pushed to spend a lot of time learning mm. and when I went to Camberwell I remember asking one of the teachers if I could go to the library and he said try not to get suffocated by all the knowledge Jesus so both of us so boring yeah so annoyed at university that we didn't have more to do <laughs> I think it was just I had a sort of I had a kind of guilt that it was like oh I'm paying yeah so like what I'm gonna have to pay this back one day literally haven't paid a penny back I don't think I've paid a penny back yeah I don't know if sure. I, I think you have to <laughs> You have to earn a certain amount, don't you? And I don't know if the podcast game is uh, <laughs> earning me enough at the moment. Let's talk more about well, who's your favourite artist. Um, I am a big fan of Jenny Savile. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, quite what... dark, but like very thick, um, figurative kind yeah. of well, portraits. And they're really figures. good. Brilliant. Quite like Lucian Freud in style. Yeah, Lucian Freud owed a lot to Stanley Spencer, I would say. Well, please say it. Well, I think Lucian Freud owes a lot to Stanley Spencer. I, I don't think he would have existed oh, stylistically without him. She's getting angry. <laughs> Tipping my glass of wine. <laughs> She's absolutely hammered. Furious about wine. She's about to pour red wine all over my banana. Um, yeah, so she's definitely one of my faves. You love Janice. I love her. I love her brush strokes. Yeah. I just like that thick, that thick brave. Dick paint application <laughs> that, that, thick that thick dick, dick. no come on sorry it's not that kind of podcast it definitely is yet what what is art uh i think it's something that makes us feel emotion something that mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily have a practical purpose is visually um causes a kind of uh, is visually uh what's the word i'm looking for um Reactive. evocative yeah evocative visually evocative yeah um and yeah you react to the aesthetic of it mm -hmm. and what it makes you feel in that sense a lovely um answer. i think it's very i i like art that i go wow how did they come up with that idea or how did they create that color or that pattern yeah. moves me mm. um but that's not necessarily what art is that's just what i like yeah um well so. i guess that's part of it isn't it like what it's subjective yeah yeah but i do i do genuinely and this might sound pretentious but who gives a fuck i think it's quite a pretentious podcast so um, i do away. i do I, I went to an art gallery with two sort of people who don't like love art very much mm -hmm. And I, I understood there, like, they just didn't really get it and they didn't like it. Yeah. But I do genuinely, not everything, obviously, but I do, I, it, it 
it makes me feel like it makes me it makes me like tingle sometimes really like, yeah sexually <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it does it makes me but makes, what's an example of like is there a painting that has made you do that or i get shivers when i so there's an artist or have called, you just been fucking people in art galleries i always <laughs> i like to go up to the gallery assistant <laughs> ask if they want to fuck and usually they do usually they and do you're like god this painting's really making me tingle there's an artist called chris Orr. Do you know him? Chris oh, Chris Orr. Orr. I don't think he's I do. Like a, he's like a, um, he's more like an illustrator. I mean, he's not an illustrator, he's an artist. Mm. RA, Royal Academy. Yeah. Uh, but he does like very illustrative, intricate designs, which are like, you know Where's Wally? It's not Where's Wally. Yeah, I know Where's Wally. But they're these like <laughs> mad, they're often of like cityscapes mm. or big cross sections of houses. Yeah with people in them. They're so detailed, you could look at them for hours. They're big, big scale. Uh -huh. Line drawings with like splashes of colour here and there. Yeah. And I, I'm not joking. When I look at them, I just, it, it complete, it feels like it's, it completes me. I think I feel similarly so satisfying. about Gerhard Richter. You, do you know his stuff? Yeah, gorgeous. Gorgeous. So they're like <laughs> thick palette knife, like when you can see the, way the paint's been like dragged yeah. across the canvas. Yeah, I don't, I don't like Sorry? <laughs> you don't like it? I can appreciate it, but yeah, I don't get. <sighs> you don't get a tingle. I remember when we, in year six, our teacher took us to the Tate Modern mm. and he was like, I'm taking you to the Mark Rothko room in the Tate Modern. Yeah. And he sat us down and he was like, if you don't feel anything in this room, you're dead inside. Ugh, and I remember, like a twat. Yeah, no, actually, he was really great generally, but he let me choose my part in school play. Yes, uh, again, he <laughs> sounds like a twat. <laughs> but I didn't feel anything, and I remember thinking I he said something. I hate Rothko. Well, he was a knob. Like most. The, like am most I right of... in thinking he's the very kind of boring, just like a canvas of red? Yeah, and you're supposed to care yeah there was a play that was based on his life called red in fact oh yeah um but he killed himself in the end good because his paintings were so boring <laughs> no but he but but like he was an, he was an arsehole a notorious arsehole the okay. kind of manic depressive manic depressive like some someone said to me recently someone said this that we were talking about mental health mm -hmm. which i love to talk about <laughs> and he said well i was talking about how amazing antidepressants were yeah and he said, well, if antidepressants had been invented in the uh, beginning of the 20th century, Van Gogh might not have painted the masterpieces he did in a really like smug way. Ugh. And I was like, you're such a prick. Van Gogh had a miserable life. He was, number one, he wasn't successful. I bet he would have loved in to have lifetime. had some sort of like release from his like psychosis that he was going through. I also hate that assumption that people can't be talented without being troubled. Exactly. Like, would anyone be an artist if they weren't depressed? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, loads. <laughs> yeah, loads, actually. Yeah, loads. Uh, anyway, that really annoyed me, that comment. Was it, okay, I'm going to guess. Was it a middle-aged white man? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, of course. Exactly what it was. I mean, it is. I do find it interesting in a way, the whole linked with mental health and creativity, mm. but I do think it is very ignorant to think that art wouldn't exist without depression. Yeah, 100%. You love dick. I love Otto dick. <laughs>
there was like obviously like a huge modernist movement across Europe, mm -hmm. and there was a there was a big scene in Berlin, mm -hmm. like Dada and all that kind of stuff was in yeah. Berlin, and then yeah, German expressionism was kind of it was sort of like you know the the, the film the musical Cabaret yeah it was like set all of that kind of aesthetic yeah like weird kind of androgynous characters and mm -hmm. kind of cabaret nightclubs and prostitutes and all that kind of stuff and they all used to paint that that kind of thing and then obviously like nazi germany came along and shut it all down and and exiled them all I really like this. There was a surrealist, a, a female surrealist artist called Leonora Carrington. Mm. You know her? No, what does she do? I like her a lot. She paints kind of like really like, I don't really love a, a, um, surrealism and kind of like all the Freud stuff, but the she painted like really beautiful, like very light, like ethereal painting. She was like a poet as well. Yeah. And then she went mad. Like all great artists. I think she was driven mad by a man. Like, like all great women. <laughs> Do yeah. you have a preferred medium? I like ballpoint black pen. Biro, yeah. No. Oh, ballpoint, like, yeah, yeah like, just like you said, ballpoint black pen. Because <laughs> yeah. you... I just like, like doing like line drawings and stuff. With a black pen. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yeah, that is interesting. But I, in painting, I like acrylic paint. I can't do oil painting. I've never learned how to do that. No, I've never learned how to do that. I did you a do, bit. You do with oil, though, don't you? No, I do acrylic. acrylic. Mm, much simpler than oil. And also, as I said earlier, I don't have the patience. Like oil, you have to wait a long time for things to dry. Yeah, exactly. I don't like that either. I want to get it done. I hear you. But do you think it's like the simplicity of the ballpoint pen you like? I just like, I like doodling. That's like my favourite thing to do. So I... Because we used to do colouring in books at our house, yeah, didn't we? we did. That was a huge, huge period of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Which you've clearly completely No, that was Tash who got me into that. I oh, was and, it? And, and all credit to her, ahead of the trend as well. Shout out to Tash Dimitriou, ahead mm. of the trend. There was a big yeah, that period. was a big kind of fashion for yeah, colouring in. But she it? was definitely like but ahead of the fashion. So we just used to sit there for like hours and hours and hours mm. doing colouring in books and sort of talking about in fact it was kinda of like this podcast, but we never recorded it. Good. Because <laughs> then I wouldn't be able to do this podcast. Hours and hours of just sitting there talking about colour schemes, 
talking about how good we were at colouring in. <laughs> and then asking who, who was better, you or Tash? No, I think we were both pretty good, but she would often not do the colouring in and she would like, I would, I, 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 like, I, I got re- I then got really obsessed with it. And then, like, I remember us, we shared a room in Edinburgh once and we were both having, like, separate breakdowns. Yeah, and we just would, furiously colouring in. Yeah, we would just other. sit there colouring in and then my boyfriend came to visit and I remember being like, oh, do you want to have a go at colouring in? And he got, he was colouring in a page and I looked over and he'd coloured in, in all sincerity, <laughs> coloured in the entire page black. <laughs> I was laughing because I, I knew that that was what you were going to say. But I was like, wow, nothing. that's excellent. He was like, I think I've done really well. Nothing more revealing about a person than <laughs> colouring a whole page in black. But my art teacher didn't really let us use black and I never use it. I put some out on the palette because I thought, I don't want to limit you, but I never use black in a painting. Wow. You don't need it. Thank what you very much. Trying, Good night. What about, what about if you're trying to make a thing, something darker? Just blue... Red, you get so much depth oh. with mixing. Well, as I say, I've never, I've never like learnt how to paint. So, do you find the process of painting similar to writing, or do you find one more therapeutic than the other? No, oh, no, no, I don't <laughs> find them similar. Oh right, okay. Wait, wait, do you have like a <laughs> just no? Have you ever done improv? You great. <laughs> Which do you prefer, or do you not think they're comparable? Anytime any sort of pressure is applied to something, I stop finding it relaxing. So when yeah. I was at school and I did textiles and I had to hand stuff in, I found it like unbelievably stressful. I'd really be like, you're fucking shit. You're a piece As in, of shit. You would say that to the other students. Yeah. Yeah. And now I just think about myself and, and that I apply the same to writing now. I'm like, I have a lot of, because um, it's, pr- it's more pressurising. It's more like, oh, great, this isn't that fun anymore. Yeah, I think that's Until it's fun. It is fun sometimes, but I, do, I find painting when I do it just like, oh, this is a waste of time. <laughs> this is this is really nice. You find it more of a kind of out. It's a comfort. Yeah, I think as soon as money's involved, like you're being paid to write something, yeah. there's so much pressure and it can't be as enjoyable a yeah. thing. Right, painting is definitely a hobby. The critical aspect is important. In terms of art, do you think I actually have this conversation a lot with my um, BF, who is who is a writer, a playwright, Mm. and I don't know. It's it's like I I feel like everyone is is reviewed badly at some stage in their career, and sometimes people are reviewed badly for like by like always, even if they're successful someone's going to be like especially if you're pushing boundaries mm-hmm. and like it, i feel like good artists do push boundaries in a way so, so do you think it's helpful having people out there to review i or? i don't know i mean i everyone's a reviewer now though like everyone so as in with social media and mm. stuff it's yeah it's very easy for people to put their opinions out quite publicly exactly and i think your shading is beautiful, by the way. Thank you. I just had a look over and... Just in conclusion to the reviewers thing, mm. I just think, like, it's so hard to tell because I feel like everyone, even if they're amazing, has received shit reviews from some twat. Yeah. And I think, like, if you are 
passionate about what you do and you want to do it, just carry on reviews or not, nay, good reviews or nay. Every single modernist artist, like mm. who were literally like recreated what art was, like were reviewed badly. So yeah. there you go. What I'm saying is I'm an artist. Do you own any art, Ellie? What, like? As in like, have you ever paid for uh, any art, stolen yeah. any art? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, have, I don't own like anything valuable. Yeah. But I, um, a few years ago, I, I purchased, I mean, I've got a lot of stuff on my walls. Sure. But that's like posters and, and framed postcards and things like that. Yeah. But original pieces. Mm hmm I um, I have a, well, I suppose it's still a print, well, it's like a photo montage by an artist called Bonnie and Clyde, mm -hmm. um, which I bought a few years ago. Where did you buy it from? I bought it from a gallery in, um, I think it was in Whitstable, actually. No, Canterbury. Oh, yeah. Canterbury. The Canterbury Tales. And it caught my eye, and I thought, you know what? I'm oh, I've seen that, actually, haven't I? I remember seeing that in the house that we lived in together. Shout out to when we lived together. Yeah. And I got it framed and it's now on the wall above my bed and it's quite cool. Um, but yeah, it's a kind of retro type print, isn't it? Looks it looks like a kind of, yeah, it's like a photo montage of Coney Island yeah. in New York. And it's it's really cool. The artist, Bonnie and Clyde, who's one person, mm -hmm. um, is, is really worth a look if you like photo montage or if you're interested and that kind of aesthetic. Or if you're a fan of Ellie White's and luck. you want to be like... <laughs> Good luck to us all. Uh, my dad actually does have... My dad is an avid football fan, has spent his life loving Man United, the football team Man United. Like, you know the moment when Eric Cantona, like, kicked someone in the audience? The crowd, yeah. The crowd <laughs> in the audience. And yeah. he, he has, like, a recreation of it. So, like, Cantona's kicking someone and the person he's kicking is my dad, who's smiling with two thumbs up. He <laughs> loves Man U, your dad. I'm not joking when I say he absolutely loves Man United, like, more than anything, more than me. Um, I can't get the angle on this no, motherfucking really, really, spam. Really hard. And I don't mind saying that. I'm just going to, to be honest, I don't, I don't, I'm stopped caring about the letters now and I'm just going to paint them. Mine's more about the kind of feel. I mean, we spoke about expressionism yeah. and mine is very much that kind of vibe. Do you have a favourite art gallery, a place to go to visit art? Is it something you do of a weekend? Yeah, I like to go. I really do like to go to exhibitions a lot, as much as I can. If I see one that I like, I went to a really good one the other day at the Tate Modern, but I can't, I genuinely couldn't tell you the name of the artist. <laughs> but she it's was all like the a fucking same, isn't it? She was like a Russian post impressionist, really good. She was like a costume, theatre costume designer as well. And, oh, great. Oh, oh I've, I've done some <laughs> horrible stuff here. This is when we get to the stage where, we're, where we, we felt confident and now we feel like shit. What I've done is I've got a kind of brown on my brush from the banana and then I thought fuck it I've had two glasses of wine I'm gonna use some magenta and it is disgusting so I'm gonna put some white directly on the page I, I, I like I like the Saatchi gallery the space mm. uh, the space I worked there for a bit so yeah, but nice. he was not a nice person to work for is this where I exposed Charles Saatchi 
Oh, he's been exposed, hasn't he? Well, he strangled fucking... <laughs> Nigella Lawson. Nigella Lawson. Not, he has I'm laughing at how awful it is. Little insight into the Sarchi oh, gallery. Lovely to have some and, light. And God, Charles Sarchi. This was when he was still going out with Nigella, by the way. He had a massive photograph of Nigella in his office with what was what looked like her face covered in spunk, but it was actually yogurt. Oh. But it looked like it was covered in spunk. Um, is spunk art? I don't really remember him being there much, but he when he did come in, he'd always shout at someone and he always had a cigarette on the go. I Even think you can smoke inside. Oh, yeah, my worst job has been it. One of uh, my yeah. worst jobs was at an art gallery. Are you going to name and shame the art gallery? Um, I think I'm not, but uh, if anyone wants to tweet me, <laughs> I'll absolutely reply. No, I won't. Yeah, it was an awful job. I think there's yeah. a lot of narcissism involved in the art world. And also a lot of people who attra uh, are attracted to working in the art world happen to be young women who yeah. I think are quite exploited yeah. Um, yeah I worked on an exhibition once of um, male and female nudes through art history and the guy who ran the gallery I was working on the PR for it and when I visited the exhibition he was like how about you um, stand in the window I'll provide the bikinis <laughs> yeah. so, <laughs> it's 2019 I don't want to wear a bikini in your shop window please <laughs> I do. Why don't I sign up? Yeah, my friend Ellie White will do it. I'll do anything. But yeah, it's it's one of the uh, industries that has a long way to go, I think, mm. in terms of sexism, yeah, etc. My guess. painting has gone pink brown. I like pink brown. Pink brown's quite kind of 70s. It's disgusting. I'm at the point, I find this quite often with painting. I'll start off quite confidently... I'll think, too confidently, well, too confidently, exactly. I'll think what I've done is good and then I'll get to the stage where I absolutely sabotage it and mm. it becomes brown. Why do you think that is? Something and to I do get with... furious and then I need like a day apart from it. So if you could meet me back here. Oh, I just put that in blue. Tomorrow. I don't want blue. Um, did you always draw as a young girl? Yeah, I did. I, um, I remember because my mum retrained she worked in television and then she retrained as an osteopath and I remember while she was doing that I used to sit at the back of the lecture theatre I guess when she was work you know studying and I would just bring a big tin of crayons with me and I'd sit at the back doing some colouring in and yeah whenever I'd go to my dad's house we'd do We'd go to the art shop and do some painting. Oh, that's really sweet. Aww. <laughs> Aww, so nice broken home. So sweet. Aww, so nice that you had a little hobby. Yeah, good. To keep you going. Good to keep the kids occupied, isn't it? It's good to keep going, though. Again, I'm topping up on white paint. Okay, like no. it's going out of fashion. I don't think I've used any white. Well, well yeah. No, you, oh, have. yours is so good, Ellie. I have. It's, it's, the, I think the spam is just really annoying because it's just so wrong, but... I think the spam's, spam's great. From, wrong. from where I'm looking. Well, from where I'm looking at yours, it's yours fantastic. I haven't even included the um, banana, the hack banana. I went to a life drawing class recently mm -hmm. and I just couldn't do it. I just really, really, really was like, this is fucking shit. And it is, it's just so, fr it's like with anything that you, that you can't do. It's very frustrating. Mm -hmm. And I tend to give up quite easily. 
And I think and with life during, you're under quite strict time restraints. Aren't exactly. You? And it's just actually, it'd be quite good if someone brought in like a naked person to this. I was thinking that. I actually thought you might have brought in an animal, and I was a bit worried about whether they'd be allowed in the venue. <laughs> what would I bring? I don't have an animal. No, though. I thought you might bring in one of Tasha's dogs. <laughs> Fucking hell. No way. But yeah, in a way, it's quite good sometimes having a time restraint because you don't have time to get into that cycle of ruining a painting which I've done yeah you don't become that attached to something and also in life drawing you're always creating something really quickly Mm. and like it feels quite disposable which is quite nice but I I do find it really fresh I do find it very frustrating and I think like I'm not I'm not at a level that I feel like I'm good I'm I'm really confident or good at so I'm as we as we both know mm-hmm. from being like quite competitive people. <laughs> like it's annoying when you're not really good at something. Yeah. Um, are you saying that because of how we are on the netball court? So less netball because I know I can play to mm-hmm. like a standard that's like fine and I can get away with. Yeah. But on those days where you know you're not playing very well, it is like very 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 frustrating. Yeah. And. I think, yeah, actually, that's when it's worse. I think it's less about if you're good at... I think if you're not good at something, actually, you are quite detached from it because yeah. you just accept you won't be good. Yeah. Or but you if, you really know, yeah, if you know that you can do it and then you do it badly, that yeah. is hell exactly. on earth. Yeah, exactly. That's that's sort of it. I've just started playing football. Oh, and yeah. I am really bad at that. And, like, in my brain, I'm really good at it. So right. I bet you are good at it. I'd like to play on your I, team. I, I try really hard, but I'm not. I'm not good. So that's really frustrating. I find that like utterly frustrating. But I don't know if that's you being self-deprecating. No, I've never seen you play. It's genuinely not. I've never played before. Why would I be good? Well, your dad's uh, sports writer, Jim White, <laughs> which makes you immediately good at sport. Sport. Well, he's not a professional footballer, though, is he? Well, nor are you. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> This is the beginning of the fight. <laughs> I can't see. No, I can't. can't. Everything's become brown. Quick fire Painting or drawing? Drawing. Straight lines or curves? Curves. Retro or futuristic? A retro. Bright colours or muted? Muted. Portrait or landscape? Portrait. Art or tech? What is that? Uh, art. Are films art? Some. Mm, lovely stuff. Tortured artist or balanced office worker? <laughs> balanced office worker. <laughs> Can you separate the art from the artist? Uh, yes. Ceiling? Uh, yes. Can you separate the art from the artist? Uh, yes. <laughs> Spam or banana? Spam. Mural or ceiling painting? (laughs) She snorted red wine out of her nose. Mural. (laughs) Looking at the painting, looking at the painting really close. Sorry, just like in quick fire, you're supposed to just like answer like the one that mural or ceiling painting is the funniest (laughs) question I've ever been asked. Like it's going to be a really revealing answer about your personality. <laughs> ceiling painting, ceiling painting. 
oh my god she said ceiling painting <laughs> we all know what that means um looking at the painting close up or looking at the painting far away close close <laughs> she's having a nervous breakdown <laughs> Painting from life, painting from landscape, or still life? <laughs> still life. <laughs> and the final question, dicks or pussies? <laughs> dicks. <laughs> or both. Dicks. <laughs> Hello, come in. It's Josie Long. Josie Long. Wow, guys, you're so talented. <laughs> Hi. You're talented. Well, you're very talented too, Josie. Yeah, yeah you are. I haven't seen you for years. I know. I've only got six children. I've rude, I've rude. I've seen you in so many things being brilliant, so I feel like. Well, and vice versa. Oh, this is nice. Um, I can see here Ellie's work is a lot more focused on light, uh, Annie's work is focused more on uh, feeling and depth. <laughs> Yeah, and between them, the mixture of light and depth, absolutely stunning. Thank right, you. Good day. Well, well, that's all the validation we needed for the night. We may as well give up. I'm furious because I hate mine and I, I want to spend more time I on it. I cannot believe how long it's taken me to do that. I, <laughs> yours is it's great. Pathetic. Mine is dog shit. Oh, Ellie. And If I can call you that. I, I said this before you started. You are queen of the precision and um, you're queen of the abstraction i i'm obsessed with how like how precise it all is and your shading is out of this world like you've Thank managed you. to even without the gold paint you've managed to it like it looks gold i know it's very dark in here and i, I mean i, I cannot see literally anything. can't see anything <laughs> but the shading <gasps> on the top of that tin is sensational oh, like you've you, managed Annie. to create so much depth thank you yet contain it all in such a tight space I, well, I, like I love precision. it my my thoughts on your painting are it is the brushwork the, the thing you appreciate about Annie's work always is the texture and the quality of the brush strokes that go the brush strokes for me are what makes your work right it's, sure. like, it's like it's like the levels and the depth of the paint that mm. go into it and the shapes that are created by that. So you've got the banana in the foreground, which is, it's like an, it's, it's, you can tell it's a banana, but it's like the block <laughs> colours. It's like a Matisse painting. Oh, really? It's like, it's like the browns and the yellows and the, and the whites live side by side to each other. They're living, they're existing in block form. We get the sense of the banana but it's, it is abstracted in that way. Thank you. And it's beautiful. And then also you said you wouldn't tackle the spam, but you have. I tackled the fucking spam. And the spam is like absolutely beautiful. And then she's created this like amazing pink, kind of light pink sort of That's when background. I had a meltdown. Well, you, you can kind of, you can almost see that. <laughs> you can see the meltdown. And Sorry, then, going back to yours, I noticed yeah. the absence of the banana. Yeah. And uh, I actually respect that. Um, I think what's key to your work is you've picked out there's something quite desolate about it. And we talked about these kind That's of because I hadn't got time. Sure. We talked about these kind of retro bleak sixties type yeah. paintings. And I think yours is quite evocative of that. Mm -hmm. And also it's as much about the painting as the space around the painting. Yeah. Well it's the space around my heart, I guess. And there's a lot of it. Ellie White, I'm going to give you an A star for this. I'm going to give Annie an A star for this.
Ellie, you're being part of my exhibition yeah. in December, aren't you? Which I'm delighted yes. about. Art is the best medicine at yeah. Fiumano Classe from the 13th to the 20th of December. Do you know what your which artwork you're gonna have? You created something for it, or well, are you I going either, to? I either want to, as I said earlier, I want to. That there's one piece of artwork that I made that I'm really proud of, but it's not in my possession anymore. I gave it to someone that I can't get it back off. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, wants to name and shame them, but she, <laughs> but she won't. And if she does, it'll be edited out. Um, so if I can get that back, which I won't, I'll submit that. <laughs> Otherwise, I will just paint something new. There might be something interesting in the process of trying to recreate that artwork. I don't want to do that. Okay. That would bring back terrible memories. Should we carry on painting? Yeah. She's a lovely, 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 lovely lady. And she's very good at painting. Um, Ellie is exhibiting as part of the exhibition I'm curating called Art is the Best Medicine in December from the 13th to the 20th at Fiamano Classa. She's done a very beautiful still life, as is her want. Um, the one in the exhibition is an acrylic painting of a red stripe, an onion and a rose. So just your usual still life. Other comedians exhibiting, Harry Hill, Josie Long, Jenny Eclair, Vic Reeves, Tim Key, uh, Joe Lysett, have I said him? Uh, so many. It's going to be real, real good fun raising money for Mental Health UK. Other things to plug this week. Um, listen to Meet Me at the Museum, an art fund podcast, which is very good. An episode came out this week with myself and very funny comedian Mae Martin. We went to the Freud Museum. Uh, some of my stand-up is on Channel 4 online as part of their new Sparks series. This one's produced by Blink, who do the John Lewis adverts, for God's sake. Um, and I'm doing five minutes of stand-up about spinach. So look that up. My Twitter is at Annie McTweet. Ellie, she's doing the Sheep's Festive Bash on the 20th of December. So check that out. Oh, it's my birthday tomorrow. So quick plug for my birthday. If you do want to send me any messages, that'd be really nice. Um, don't know if people still write on each other's walls anymore. But if you're friends with me on Facebook, do write on my wall. If you're not, I don't know. Just think about me. Okay, have a good week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Secret Artists is a Turtle Canyon comedy production for Acast. Music by Alistair Clayton. Quick fire round music by Steve Dunn. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.